Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. As we are continuing in Psalm 64, yesterday we talked about enemies, but I... I got the sense that we didn't didn't have time to complete that conversation. Well, isn't it shocking when you start to sit down and make a list of all your enemies? I mean, generically, <laughs> you find not, out that Andrew has lots and lots of enemies. Look, I probably need to, you know, reconcile <laughs> some things in my past. Yeah. It's so a, it's amazing how many names from elementary school never got marked off that list. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's dark. <laughs> wow. Okay. So let's continue that conversation. But there was also something you said yesterday that I, I hope we might have time to get into today. And that, that issue of here's how our enemies treat us. Yeah. Let's not follow suit. But let's, sure. let's see if we can get into both of those things. You want to read Psalm 64 for, for us from your New King James Version? Absolutely. Psalm 64 for the New King James Version. To the chief musician, a Psalm of David. Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity, who sharpen their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the blameless. Suddenly they shoot at him and do not fear. They encourage themselves in an evil matter, They talk of laying snares secretly. They say, who will see them? They devise iniquities. We have perfected a shrewd scheme. Both the inward thought and the heart of man are deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they shall be wounded. So he will make them stumble over their own tongue. All who see them shall flee away. All men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him. And all the upright in heart shall glory. Glory, exult. The upright in heart shall do it. The upright in heart, yeah. So this is all going to end well. Not the people dark in their hearts. No, no, no. The The, shrewd schemers, but the people upright in heart. So David knows it's going to end well, but at this moment he's facing enemies. And Mm -hmm. yesterday what we talked about was just the, the fact that when we're doing this Christianity, serving the Lord thing correctly, we are going to have enemies. Yes. Rather than that thought of, if I was doing this correctly everybody would like me and I would never have any enemies remembering that Jesus ended up on the cross. He had enemies though. He did everything correctly. So we were talking about some of those enemies and you, you actually went through in your mind and started working on, well, as I go through scripture, as I go through my own experience, here are the kind of enemies that I end up with. You mentioned competitive enemies. You mentioned personal enemies. You mentioned household enemies. That was the one that was shocking and and striking. Mm -hmm. Um, Were there others? Were there others? I mean, absolutely. What do you got? Well, I think you have to begin to think about, particularly for Christians today, think in terms of spiritual enemies, right? And so in Ephesians chapter 6 and verses 11 and 12, we are reminded that we as Christians are locked in a mortal combat with spiritual forces. And there's this list of those who are working against us. We might look and say that the 
devil would be the general of these forces because the devil is mentioned particularly here in Ephesians 6 also. But Ephesians 6 and verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so we take up the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And I begin to think of this passage, particularly because there's so much talk in Psalm 64 about arrows. And I found that very interesting. Of course, when we come to Ephesians 6, we see that that is the weapon of choice that the devil is using. And what has God given us? Why we have verse... 16 of Ephesians 6, it's the shield of faith, which we are able to uh, quench all of the fiery, some passages say missiles, some say darts, some say arrows Mm. of the wicked one. Mm -hmm. And here's our arrow talk again. And so the onslaughts of these spiritual enemies we might think of as arrows and even fiery arrows coming against us. Bringing those enemies up, I think helps as we walk through some of these psalms that seem a little bit, well, the imprecatory psalms that seem to us to be a little bit over the top, especially as we know that we're supposed to look around at our enemies and pray for them. And well, but here we find I, out, here, here you, we you fu- went a different way there, me, because I thought you were going to say something like, uh, you know, that that we feel, um, you know, that there's an enemy around every corner. Mm. And when we think of competitive enemies or personal enemies, that may not always be true. Right. You know, you sound a little paranoid if every psalm you're like, and I got another enemy, and I got another enemy. Yeah. But when we understand as Christians, there really are these spiritual forces. Right. There is an enemy that doesn't sleep, that doesn't rest, that's after our souls. Yes, yes. And especially these things that we struggle with, the imprecations, the strong statements, the judgment— I can actually see it just straight up with these spiritual enemies, these evil forces uh, in the spiritual realm. Okay. Okay, and so as I was thinking about enemies, uh, we are taught that our final enemy, the final enemy, of course, is death, Mm. and that that is the one that is ultimately conquered by Jesus in the resurrection. Uh, That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I believe it is, the end of uh, 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, and verse, where are we there? 24, then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of God, uh, excuse me, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power, for he, this is Jesus, Jesus must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death the last enemy to be destroyed. And so Mm. there is an enemy that is still active in this world, and that is death. That is the one that in the uh, order of conquering comes last in the great resurrection. And in a sense, Jesus has already conquered that because he himself has been resurrected. He is the first fruits of it. That's right. here is this, again, already but not yet. He has defeated death, but the ultimate defeat of death is in our resurrection. Correct. When we get to follow in his footsteps. That's when we taste the victory over that enemy. And so there Um, at the end of 1 Corinthians 15, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And, you know, one of the things that uh, made made the connection for me with death and Psalm 64 
is that we are looking in Psalm 64 to be preserved from the fear of the enemy. In Psalm 64 and verse 1, preserve my life from fear of the enemy. And uh, there is a fear of death that is broken in Christ. Mm. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2, you're talking about how he's already conquered death. That's right. And in doing that, he breaks the power of the devil. He breaks the, uh, the, the power of fear that we're all held under because of death. Um, and so, you know, this, I see victory there in a few different elements, right? Any more enemies? Well, I'm sure, but that's the, that's, that's the list that's the list I have. You're thinking that's, about this. I mean, that's two episodes worth, You, you right? said yesterday, <laughs> as you talked about some of the enemies, especially into the personal enemies, that got us to talking about the, uh, the reviling, the insulting that people do yeah. against us and yeah. that what we're supposed to do is respond with blessing and prayer. Mm-hmm. As I as I look at Psalm 64, one of the things that I am concerned about is it seems for a time these enemies are getting away with it. Yes. And because we face enemies who attack, who revile, who seem to be getting away with it, who seem to uh, prosper in that, that the temptation for me is to take up their same tactics. Mm-hmm. If they're getting away with it, if they're acting like that and it's working for them, maybe I should also do those same things. Well, hey, it's effective, isn't it? You know, the the metaphor, the imagery of the arrow. Um, it does sound a little different than when we say sticks and stones hurt my bones <laughs> or it's never hurt me. But now arrows, I don't want to stand in front of an arrow. No. You know, and uh, it's interesting, that same metaphor pops up a couple of times in the Proverbs where it is for these words of enemies. In uh, Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 18, Proverbs 25 verse 18, a man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Mm -hmm. I mean, that goes right in line with what we're reading here in Psalm 64 about these enemies shooting their arrows from their own conspiracies and back in the cover of the bushes and the shadows and whatnot. Or Proverbs... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, well, give, I, give me the other Proverbs. Proverbs 26 and 18. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. <laughs> so here you have this hurling of words again. And in that particular proverb, he says, but, but he's trying to deceive his neighbor by saying, was only joking yeah eraser phrases yeah saying awful awful incendiary kinds of things and that's like throwing firebrands and arrows i heard a comedian speak one time about he he was he was italian or had italian background he said oh it's great being italian because you have these italian eraser phrases Mm. and you you know you can say oh you stinky rotten jerk face loser now i don't mean that in a bad way You you think the proverb is talking about that sort of thing? Sounds exactly like the proverb, doesn't it? Yeah, I was only joking. Bless your heart, you loser. You can say anything if you begin or end with "bless your heart." Bless your heart. Yeah, but but what's happening there is we. I mean, because we're okay, we're laughing about that, but we set up these mind games Mm -hmm. and these verbal approaches that allow us to take on the tactics of the enemy. Of the enemy, that's right. And, and act like we're okay doing that. Mm-hmm, 
Mm-hmm. And that somehow it's different that that when our enemies call us names, that we can call them names. Mm-hmm. That when our enemies belittle us, we are allowed to belittle them. That when our when our enemies treat us badly, that we are allowed to turn around and, and do that back to them. But that's not what we see in Psalm 64. No. Uh, here are these enemies that are coming against David. And the thing that I recognize David does is he takes it to God. And rather than taking it on himself, and, and I want to talk more about that. We don't have time to get into that conversation today. That, that can be maybe tomorrow's conversation. But just that kickoff of David, rather than taking the same tactics back, what he does is he prays. Mm-hmm. He prays. Yeah. And his prayer is about deliverance, and his prayer is a recognition that they are going to be judged if they continue in their sin and in their slander. He, he recognizes that. But it's not him going and doing that. Yeah. It's not him uh, either taking up real arrows or even taking up these metaphorical arrows back. Yeah, and so maybe what we see then in Psalm 64 is a nice case study or example of what the Lord teaches his people in Matthew 5 about pray for those hmm. who persecute you. Yeah, yeah. Don't let the enemy turn your eye away from God. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to get away with it. And if we go to their side, we're not going to get away with it either. Yeah. And I think that's what we what Don't we become the enemy. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Well, I think it's a good time for us to wrap up. I do. I think tomorrow I'd like to dig into more of this God's judgment and his vengeance instead of ours. So let's, let's hang on to that for tomorrow. How about we go ahead and wrap up with a prayer? Holy God, thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our protector. Thank you for being the one that we can rely on when we face the enemies that we know you will lift us up and you will strengthen us and you'll carry us through. You'll hold us up. And at the right time, you will, in fact, take care of it, that the enemy is not going to get away with it. And therefore, we do not want to cross lines and go over to their side. We want to stay solidly with you, behaving the way you teach us and the way you ask us. Help us to have that strength to bless and pray rather than revile and insult. It's through your son, Jesus, we ask for this gift and this strength. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.